So I'm like, I'm breathing. I'm like, yo, just keep fighting. 17 minutes, that's all I got. Just in and out, in and out, in and out. Then I get to the hospital. It's like freaking 18 doctors already here waiting for me. Then they push me immediately into surgery. Then seven surgeries, seven blood transfusions later, I'm right here, you know. Today on the Think Gold podcast, uh, we have a guy named Tyler Patron. This is a dude that, you know, I came to know, you know, throughout college. Uh, we trained together. Uh, we were in the trenches together, putting in work. He played DB. I played receiver. Um, just a guy with always had good energy, man. Always uh, someone I look forward to, to, to working out with. Um, just energy is unmatched. Good dude. He's an all right DB. Um, <laughs> but he can't, he comes, he's coming on the podcast today, um, just to discuss his journey, um, the trials and tribulations he's been through, um, his purpose and, uh, you know, what makes him, him and, and pleasure to have you, Tyler. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. You know, it's, it's funny because, you know, I haven't recorded a podcast and like, it's probably been since it's probably been a year year and some changes I last recorded a podcast um and and you know I've always I always wanted to jump back into it I just been so caught up in life and it's unfortunate but there's no person I'd rather interview right now than you I think you're the perfect person um you know to get this podcast going because I feel like you embody everything that think gold uh you know exemplifies so um you know I want this to be a conversation man um, and really the biggest thing is I want to learn from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my biggest thing. Like, I want you to teach me something, right? Like I, I'm here just to learn from you. And then it's just like anybody else listen to this conversation. They might pull something that they might hear as well. Um, but no, just, I just want to start off with just, you know, your college career football, right? Um, obviously we grew up playing football, but what did football mean to you? And uh, what has football done in your life? And first, I want to thank God, because without God, you know, all this ain't possible. But to me personally, I feel like football is the ultimate life teacher. It brings you through all the adversity you're going to have in life, you know. So, you know, it's going to be ups and downs. You know how you said, hey, I'm on the podcast and I haven't recorded in a year, you know. The same thing, you know, you, you're having a season and this year it ain't looking how, how you train for it. Like, <laughs> you didn't train hard. This all yeah. And yeah. you're out there, it's just not going your way. Like, coaches, maybe politics are in the way, you know, or, you know, it, you, you trained hard all summer. Now you got a freaking hip pointer that won't go away. It go away one week, then it keep coming back. Like, so it, I just feel like it brings you through all the life journey, like, you know, being able to be disciplined, like all of those things, like facing adversity, like, because 
like in football, a lot of the stuff I learned from football, it really carried over to afterwards, like in my life, like the discipline, like still when I wasn't playing football, like, hey, yo, I got to get up early. I can't be sleeping in every day. Like I got to make sure, you know, every day at least be up by eight o'clock. That's my my rule. Like every day, like you, it's a weekend. I don't care. You you got to be up by eight because grown men don't sleep in like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, so it, it's all of that, all of the discipline, you know. And then like diversity. Those times we in the weight room, like people don't know. Like when I was going through my accident, fighting for my life, them same things they tell us. You know how we in the weight room, um, we not we obviously didn't play on the same team. We played at a different college, but. We're in the weight room and we're doing wall sits or whatever. Y'all doing something for mental toughness. Like every program in America does that. Something where they do either it's a plank, wall sit, sitting in the lunge position, something mm-hmm. trying to break somebody yep. within y'all yep. whole group. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember I'm in the helicopter getting airlifted, like to the hospital. I'm like, yo, am I going to make it? Hmm. Like, cause I'm losing so much blood. I'm looking at my leg is off, my arm, my bones yeah. sticking through the thing. Yeah. My fingers are gone. But before we get there, I don't, I don't want to rush to that point. Cause I don't want to just like yeah. glance over this whole chapter and get in there. Um, yeah. Tyler, just just tell me. Um, I guess give me a little insight about who you are, right? Give me a little insight about um just your time in college football. So right away, like I came in, I went to Glenville State at first. So I came in, I think I was in good shape, everything, to probably play early. Then I pulled my hamstring in camp. I had to miss three weeks of camp. And you know oh. how it, three like, weeks, that's like yeah, yep. that's like coaches might time. as well just forget about you. Yeah, so three weeks. I come, I come back and basically they like, yo, they don't know who I am no more. They like, they like treat me like well, first they already had me, like we did a depth chart, like when we first came in. And yeah. I'm, I think I'm all right. Like, I'm good. You feel me? I'm nice. That's what, in my head, I'm nice. Yo, they ain't even put me on a depth chart. I'm like, yo, gosh. <laughs> like, yo, they went, like, all the way down to five. So I'm like, oh, yo, man. I'm not even in the, in the fives. Like, you think I'm that bad? Did you watch my high school film? Like, <laughs> tragic, tragic. So I'm on the jump. I'm not even on it. Then I pull the hamstring. So now it's like, yo, they like, yo, you already registered. Like, so cool. So I go through. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to take everything I can, you know, learn this year, learn special teams, learn everything about football, just learn more about the game. So then I come back my second year, and then we're in camp, whatever, whatever. I'm running down on the kickoff, and I get knocked out. Like, like knocked out. Like, like. Like lights out, like sleep. More, yeah, like. It's funny. I had, the same, I had the same thing happen to me against Delaware my, uh, my sophomore year, so I relate to that. So I'm on the ground, you know, I get back up. And then we go do the concussion assessment. They're like, yo, your pupils or whatever or like huge or something like that. So I got to go to a neuro person. And then Neurocologist, like, yeah. Yeah, he like, yo, you done for the season. So that's two years already. I'm like, dang. I've been in college <laughs> two years nah. already. And I haven't played a down yet. So I haven't played since 2016. It's like 2018 at the time. I'm I'm training, though. I'm like, all right. So I come back. I'm like, yo, now I'm getting too old. So now I'm starting to battle with freshmen. And I'm like 20. Mm. I'm like, Mm. yo, this is embarrassing. Wait, Todd, your class, uh, you graduated high school 2017, right? 16. 16. Okay, so you're a year older. You're uh, you're older than me. Okay. Yeah. 
So I, I'm battling with a freshman, and then I remember my man's why well, I got hurt. My man's JQ. I love little JQ. He don't got that much technique, but everybody know it's one of these DBs on your team. He somehow make a play. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. And then he hit hard as a mug. So, like, yeah. I'm battling with him. And then I'm not even, like, starting because he did so good the, like, year while I was gone. Mm-hmm. And they just got him as the number one. He the dog. Then we got a senior. So I come in. I'm like, nah, I'm fighting. I'm fighting. I'm like, yo, I'm going to play. You feel me? I'm gonna find a way, you know. And then um while I like I'm fighting and everything, he gets hurt like the first game of the season, and this takes him out for the rest of the season. Wow. So now the job is mine. Your time, right? your time to step up. Yep. So I step up, you know, I'm playing all right, but I'm not playing how I need to play, like aggressively. Mm. You know? So now I'm battling with another freshman. Like, this is the dude, we've got a DB coach. He recruited this dude. He brought him in. So, you know, that's his dude. I'm not his dude. I'm just in the program. And he had came. Hmm. So every time I make a mistake or something, he's throwing my man's Delonte Hood in. That's my man's. He played for the Bengals. So he's throwing him in. Every time um, I make a mistake, he's coming in. So I'm like, yo, I got to be dang near perfect. The DB, the DB that was switching with you is, is playing for the Cincinnati Bengals? Well, he was. Um, I think he's still in the process of getting back on another team. Okay. But he was on there this okay. earlier this season. That's what's so, up. Like, um, yo, we battling, whatever. And then I remember one game I had even got sat down. Like, I had made a mistake. Um, me and my safety um, missed the call in the post route. I end up a few steps behind him. He scored. He took me out, snatched me right out, put his dude in. He played a good game. You know, then it was just like that, back and forth. Me and him yeah. started flipping. And I'm like, you know what? This really his dude. I'm not feeling the way he, like, is anyway. The DB coach Shady. You know, I'm not feeling the head coach, the environment, like, around here. You know, because we had all the talent in the world. But they, mm. they didn't know how to treat people as people. Mm. Like, I felt mm, man. Like, they didn't know how to treat people as people. Like, yeah, I'm here playing football, but you got to understand I'm away from my family. Yeah. Away from my family, you know, I'm all the way. I came out here to play, and it's in West Virginia in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You talking crazy to me, too? Like, I'm a grown man. Like, you talk – it's not even talking crazy to me. It's like, just treat me with – Just respect. I think that's what it is, right? Yeah, like, don't be cussing at me any type of way and doing certain stuff. So, I'm like – all right, I'm in a position where if I come back, I had the money here and I'm going to start anyway. But, I mean, I talked to my dad, my mom. I'm like, I don't care about the money. Like, I walk on somewhere, you know, and then my dad's like, hey, you got to make a grown man decision. Like, you're going to leave the money, leave a starting job potentially on the table. And to go somewhere, you don't have nothing. Like, you don't know. You're just going to hop in the portal. You don't know what's going to happen next. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the leap of faith. I believe in God. He's telling me, like, yo, this ain't the place for me. Yeah. So I remember the day after the last game, it's the same day. I get in the car, right, after the last game. I'm going through my contacts because I save all my contacts. I don't know. I'm like, all these coaches doing the recruiting <laughs> process, I still had all of them jumps. So I yeah. got like 80 or 100 coaches on my phone. I never deleted them because, I like, God just told me. I feel like. 
something was just like, yo, do not delete the contacts. Like, I had all the coaches' contacts in there. So I'm looking through coaches. I'm looking them up on Google. And stuff. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let me see um, who this is. So I go, and I remember, like, me and Coach Beard had a real good relationship. And he was at McDaniel at the time. He had been at Shippenburg. Now he's at Millersville. So now I call him back up. I'm like, yo, I'm interested. Da, da, da. I'm interested in transferring. About to hop in the portal, whatever, whatever. I end up, um, he was like, yeah, well, I can't talk to you no more, whatever, until you're in the portal. So I got in the portal. Then, you know, that was one of the first visits I ended up taking. And I was like, yeah, I like this school. I like the environment. I like everything. Um, like the culture. Then I end up going there, you know. And we work towards building what they're doing now. They actually, we were losing program now. They're actually winning right now. So, wow. yeah. And then, I mean, I ended up making all-conference the first year I was over there. Let's and go. My second year, I ended up battling an injury. Like, I had a part hmm. fracture in my L5 and my vertebrae. And that jump ended up really, like, almost altering, I feel like, my path. Like, hmm. Where I'm questioning, do I want to play? Do I want to be in this much pain? I remember my junior season, I'm in the taking heat before like we go out to the game. Just trying anything you can do, heat, yeah. ice. I'm taking a thousand milligrams before um a painkillers before the game, thousand milligrams in the freaking hot tub at halftime. <laughs> got a back brace on and a wrap around the back yeah. brace. Then taking like a thousand after the game. I'm like, yo, do I want to do this? So I end up just playing my junior year. Then I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna hang it up. So wow. Coach, I did not know that. I didn't I didn't know you uh you, you came to that decision. Yeah, I came to that decision. Then my coach is like, um, well, I'm gonna leave the door open, you know. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go and work, see, you know, I might come back, but I definitely need the spring off. Hmm. And that's when I end up getting in the accident and everything. Wow. So I always think about this, right? Like growing up, you know, I, I love the Redskins, man. I embodied, I love Clint Portis, Sean Taylor. And since a little kid, I was like, I always want to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making a commitment to myself that I'm going to go to the league, right? I remember being, you know, eight years old, seven years old. Every night before I go to bed, I said, God, like, I want to play football. Like, if there's anything, you know, I want in this life, like, take me to the NFL. Like, I want to buy my mama house. I want to be a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? I want to just make it there. That's the highest pinnacle of life. Um, and then, you know, as I, as I grew older, you know, I, that, that dream still stuck there, but I was like, like, what's my purpose though. Right. And I always knew that I wanted to, to give back to people somehow, some way. Um, and, you know, I had a similar story with, with your story, right. With college football and all the ups and downs that come with it. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but, do you feel like your purpose was football? Like, did you feel like you were going to, you know, go to the league and, you know, and then how did you feel once you saw that that dream might not be there anymore, right? Because we see a lot of times there's so many college football players and we, we talk about, you know, their path to the draft, their path to the NFL. But what I feel like what we don't talk a lot about is when a game is taken away from people, right? Not even with your accident, but before that with your injury, right? It's like, what's that mindset that you have? Like, how does how did reality set in for you and then what was your mindset going forward? Really, um, like, during the whole process of the injury, 
I was facing a lot of depression, but I was hmm. hiding it. Like I wasn't talking to nobody, not talking to my girl, not talking to my family about it. Like I wasn't playing. Like if you seen me, like you've been with me, yo, we get at it when we on the field. Like yeah. we we get down. You just see me lock some people down. You be like, yo, Tyler can cover. You feel me? Yeah. So yeah. I wasn't myself anymore. Like I mean, I was strapping people, but I'm hurt. Like like let's say I'm in my prime or when I'm really good when it when I'm at training because I'm always training. So. I'm at like a four four speed. I was like like four eight four nine. Like oh. so, I'm not running like you run deep. Like it's kind of questionable now. Can I cover the deep ball? And that's never been the case. Like in my <laughs> career, so yeah. I'm I'm giving up bombs and stuff. This joint hurting my feelings because I'm like yo, I'm I know I can do better. I just can't do it. Like because I'm hurt. Hmm. So it's a depression. So like I'm almost like running away from football at this point. Hmm. Like I'm like yo, I don't want to talk about it. So I quit. I go get a job and everything. I'm like, don't talk to me about football. My family, don't talk to me about football. So I'm trying to find a new love, motorcycles. Like, I'm running away from it. I'm like, nah, motorcycles, yo, this it. And I'm loving it. Like, I'm at first, it's fun as crap. Yo, them jumps fast as a mug. Like, they, <laughs> it's real fun. But what you'll learn is everybody takes a fall. Like, or everybody mm-hmm. has an accident. It's just how bad is your accident going to be? Like, On the motorcycles? Yeah. Yeah. Like, because it, it don't even have to be you. It could be somebody else hit you or mm-hmm. something else like that or – you know, somebody not paying attention, then you swerve out the way, then you hit something. You feel me? So everybody takes a fall. So I'm running away from ball. Then, you know, after the accident and everything, I feel like, um, you know, my God brought me back to football because it was like, I truly, it, it's like an unturned chapter. So it's like, I need to train, coach something, give back in a way that, you know, I can because that that door isn't quite closed yet. Like, yeah. can can you talk about that? Can you talk about? I mean, to cut you off. Talk. Can you talk about the the accident? Because obviously, me and you know, but people listening to this, they don't really know um, your circumstance or your situation. Can you kind of touch on just the incident in itself? So I was taking a ride, typical day. Went down to um, see my girlfriend, you know, and I was chilling on the way there, you know, chilling, riding about. It was a cop next to me. So, yeah, riding about 60, 70. You know? <laughs> it was I a cop next to me. <laughs> yeah, I would have probably hit, like, maybe 80, maybe 100 if, you know, if he wasn't there. But yeah. I was chilling. You know, I wasn't doing no wild stuff, dipping out of lanes and stuff. So, on the way back, you know, I just got this weird feeling. Like, I'm at the gas station. And I'm like, yo, I'm feeling weird. I don't like this. Like. Like almost like I shouldn't ride the bike, like like today. Stop playing. Really? But I'm already in the like motion, you feel me? So I'm like, I'm gonna just ride cautious. You feel me? So make sure I'm paying attention. Cause you gotta pay a that don't feel way different when you're on the bike and when you're in the car. When the person yeah. ride past you at 80 in the car, you don't even know. Like you you kind of chilling. You like, oh, that's smooth. It looks so smooth. But that don't feel aggressive when you're on the bike. Like a person come past you, it'll push you a little bit to win. Hmm. So I'm like riding home or whatever. And then my girlfriend dips off. We at the gas station. I guess she tired. Like, we didn't know at the time, but she was already pregnant. But um, didn't know. So she like, I'm tired. I'm just going to go. All right. Go to your parents as I'm going. And like, um, you catch up. I'm like, yo, all I got to do is put this little octane in the jump, shake the tank up, and I'm out. Like, I'm right behind you. And this shit faster than your car. <laughs> like, so it ain't going to take me that long. So we end up going different ways. And I, I'm looking on the highway to see if I see her. And I don't see her. So. I end up riding up, riding up, then the traffic breaks, and then it's a big old gap. So I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm going to hit the gap, you know, switch gears, go up. 
So then I hit first, you know, first is zero to 80, you know, second is zero to like 104, third is like 104 to 125. So I'm all the way up in third gear. Then my jump starts like shaking, like, like wobbling everywhere. Like, I why? Just because you just were losing control because you were going so fast? Or is it like a, a, sometimes they just do that it's stabilizing like maybe the road or something like they just do that sometimes but it wasn't stabling back out you feel me like usually the and then come mm-hmm. back you feel me but it was like like it just kept doing it so I'm, like, so I'm like y'all preparing you know this where we say hey how does football prepare you for life and stuff like you got to react quick now like i'm mm-hmm. like my life is basically about to something's about to happen like Cause I'm going so fast, you know. Hmm. So I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? Over there, if I let the bike coast over here, I'm gonna go on the opposite side of the highway. Somebody can hit me, you know. Then they're gonna die because of how impact we both are going. Then I'm like, all right, the car is coming in front of me, but I can't brake right now because if I brake, this bike might throw me off. Can you brake like subtly though, or like what's what's that like? I don't want to hit anything because if the what's going on, if like the wheel turns like kind of this way and the stopping, it could, you yeah. know, turn. So I'm like, all right, I don't want to hit them either because they're in front of me and they may have kids. You don't know who's in the backseat. So I'm like, that's not an option. So then I'm like, I'm coasting toward the guardrail. So I'm like, all right, hey, Lord, if I live, just let me say bye to my parents and, um, everything even if I don't live and I'm gonna end up dying let me just say bye so I end up hitting it felt like I went on like a zip line or the guardrails on your left it's on my right side on your right side so like I I hit it felt like I went on like a roller coaster or like a um zip line like that's how fast it was you ever been on like a fast roller coaster it was just like well next thing I know I'm on the ground then I'm looking around I'm like oh shoot so all my fingers and stuff is done. Oh, then you know, um, I'm like, well, we gotta adjust, you know, because hey, it's time to fight for my life. Then I'm looking my arm, you feel me, the bone poking out, and then I'm like, shit, like, all right, now I look down at my leg. Oh man, like, this joint is hanging off. The oh bone. man, oh man. I'm like, yo, this joint is hanging off the bone. So then I'm like, yo, first thing I do, people be like, you should have called 911. But I'm like, yo, I know my girl got my back. She's going to call 911, tell them where I'm at and everything. So I called my girl. I'm like, showing, yo, what you call it? Like, this was going on. Call my parents, call everybody. Then I start screaming for help. You know, help comes. God willing, this man had a tourniquet. One of the dudes on the highway had a tourniquet in his car. So he takes it, put it around my leg. Then another dude comes, rips his shirt off put it around my arm to stop the bleeding in my arm. Wow. Police are like, they're coming down. They're like, yeah, we can't get a car through here, like an ambulance. So they're like, we're going to have to airlift. So then they shut down the whole 295, the highway, and then they um fly a helicopter and land, put me in the helicopter. Then, you know, I'm on the helicopter. So I asked the dude, I guess they're trained or whatever. And he's like, I'm like, I'm going to live. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, yo, am I going to live? He's like, I don't know. So I'm like, yo, how far are we? He's like 17 minutes. And my breathing is hard, like right now. Because I guess I lost so much blood. So I'm like, yo, this joint is hard. It feel like, yo, I got like 250 on the freaking bench press and it's down in the middle of my chest, you wow. know. And I can't get it up because I've done so many reps before and I'm tired. 
Like this jump just like, <sighs> so I'm like, I'm breathing. I'm like, yo, just keep fighting. 17 minutes, that's all I got. Just in and out, in and out, in and out. Then I get to the hospital. It's like freaking 18 doctors already here waiting for me. Then they push me immediately into surgery. Then seven surgeries, seven blood transfusions later, I'm right here, you know, so. Man, oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. That is, that is insane. That is, that is insane. Um, wow. 17 minutes. Do you remember what you were, so were you, you were just thinking one breath at a time in there? Just, yeah, just keep breathing. Did you fall asleep at any time during that helicopter? Ride? I'm like, keep going. Like, wow. I remember we would do these hills with my man's gunny and dog culture. And it's like, we would end up doing like two. I seen, I seen the videos of that. Of, yeah, we'd be doing like 200 hills. Like, you, you just keep going, keep going. No water, keep going. So I'm like, yo, I can push, like, in life. Like, I can just keep going. Like, yo, just find a, like, something to say to yourself, motivate yourself, keep going, you know? So I'm like, yo, I don't know the time limit. I don't know if we're going to do more or less. But, hey, I got to keep going, you know? I got to keep going. I just got to keep breathing. Because if I oh. stop, it might be that I might not wake back up, you know. And I'm like, whatever I gotta face, whatever type of adversity with the rest of my life, that's better being here than not being. Hmm. Yeah. So between me and you, you know, I know you're sitting here right now talking to me, missing part of your leg. So what was the doctor's thought process in in having to do such a thing, and and, and why did they do that? So with the leg. I lost the, I'm extremely blessed. I lost my femur. And you know, the femur, the femoral artery is the most important artery in your body. If you tap that one, you're cut. Like they can't save you. So I missed that, but I lost the bone, the top hmm. of my femur. Hmm. So that's like the bone that connects like your knee and your lower body and all that. So I had the rest of the leg and my foot, but I'm missing the femur. Then they're like, if they, I give you a femur, like when it won't be able to um like defend itself, like fight away bacteria and stuff. So they're like, you got like three options, but it's really like one. They're like, really, you should cut it off because you'll be able to do everything with the rest of your life. Um, but if you want to keep your leg, like you have an emotional attachment, people do, like it's your legs. They're like, if you want to keep it, you're gonna walk with a hobble for the rest of your life. And then on top of that, it can get infected and then you have to keep coming back and keep having surgeries and keep coming back. I'm like, nah, I don't want to really go through all that. And then you're saying I could possibly run one day, jump, you know, still walk. One With day. the prosthetic? Yeah. So I'm like, there's no other way. So I'm like, cut it yeah. off. Well, but then we went through, I wasn't even in pain till they freaking cut it off. When they cut it off, I still wasn't in pain. They did this surgery where they had to like reattach some of the nerves or whatever. Oh man. That's when the fight started. Like I feel like mm, everything mm, else, man. the burns like I got it, all of this. Oh man. That wasn't even like nothing. When that after that surgery happened, like it's like you feel all the sensations like you can ever feel. Like hot, real hot. Then like cold, like shooting out. Like, you know, when we outside playing football and it's like real numb and you catch the ball and like your hands are just so numb and cold. Then you go in the heat, like that feeling when you come back uh -huh. in the heat, 
Yeah. I'm feeling that for like hours down mm-hmm. in my leg. Like that, like that shot. You feel me? Like it was really a fight. And then like the bathing parts and stuff. Really like a lot demoralizing, but it showed me that I can endure a lot of stuff and God really got me. Like grew my faith a lot because man, every day was hell taking baths. Like they really gotta wash my my cuts and stuff and it burns real bad like burns for like three hours later you feel me and then i can't even i can't even relate i can't even begin to to understand what you went through man i I relate to it because that's just so unordinary you know what i'm saying like you're now you're now like you know one percent of one percent of people in the world right who's been through this accident Yes. And with that being said, man, I think I think what 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 really you know inspired me to get you on the podcast was that video I saw of you doing the backpedal, right? When you had just lost your leg, right? And you were doing the backpedal or doing the, the line drill with one leg. And I'm like, this motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but just the fact that you're like you're still doing that, man, that you're still around the game and you're still active, I feel like. I mean, obviously, you know more than I do, but I feel like it's not affecting you as much as it would affect other people. What would you say about that, Ty? Faith, man. You just try, like, I remember just faith because it's like, you're going to go through things, but life, one thing I know and one thing I really build my life on is it's how you react. Like, if you let something make you real depressed then of course everything around you is going to suck because you're in a sinkhole you feel me but if you're being positive about it you know you'll get your moments you're going to be down like of course i look down at my legs still some days and i'm like dang bro i i could be walking with two i could like potentially go to the xfl like you the sky would be the limit you feel me but it's like i got other stuff god's really shown me like, hey, I impact kids. Like, I'm really helping a lights. I'm really showing people the game and stuff. It's the positivity, like being able to, you know, react in a positive manner. Because if you let it get you down, you know, it's gonna get you down. Trust me. Mm. The problems mm. are big enough. Life, everybody handles things differently. Everything is different in everyone's situation. Like, you can't re- relate to losing a leg, but you can relate to some trauma that I haven't been through. Like, maybe whether it's with your parents, your grandmother, et cetera. Like, you know what I mean? Getting bullied as a kid or whatever. Everybody has a trauma in life that somebody else hasn't been through. Hmm. You know, but we can control how we react to that, though. You feel me? Like, we let it mold and mess up the rest of our life? Or are we going to use that as a strength? Like, we went through that. You know, I learned from that. And how can I teach other people in it? you know, make them better and use this as a positive. Amen to that. So hundred percent. Amen to that. I agree with everything you said, especially the, um, the trauma part, right? Like everybody, you know, relates to pain in a different way. It was painful for you. Um, you know, it might be painful to me in a different way, vice versa. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if someone's feeling pain, everybody relates to pain, right? It's just what makes you feel that pain um, and overcoming it you know, I think it's something that we can learn from you is just like that positivity message that you have. And I think it's just your overall mindset that you have of like appreciating life. Would you feel like you appreciate life more after your incident? 
yeah, I definitely feel like I appreciate it more. You know? Yeah. Definitely was blessed before and can see like, hey, I was definitely was blessed, but I'm blessed now too. You feel me? And I'm blessed to be here because a lot of people, first of all, it's rare for people to come out of motorcycle accidents and not have any brain Rachel? injuries. Did you have a helmet on? Yeah, I had my helmet. Okay. But it's rare for that, like people to come out with no brain injury. So man, every day I'm just I wake up, I'm thankful, you know. Yeah. They'll make mistakes like everybody else. Sometimes I'm a little mean, you know. You know, I make mistakes, but I'm trying, you know. I feel like I'm putting more effort into being better. Like I may have been selfish before my accident, like oh, I'm mean or whatever, I'm being mean. And I'm just staying like that. Like, I'm cool. Like, like <laughs> it is what it is. Like, yeah. in my personality. Like, that's the excuse people want to use all the time. No, it's not. You can get better. Yeah. You know, you may need to go to therapy. You may need to do whatever you need to do. But you can get better, you know. Okay. So, got a couple more minutes left here, Ty. What is, what is next for you, man? You know, as far as I know you're doing some podcast stuff. You got your YouTube channel where you're breaking down, you know, techniques for DBs. Um, what's kind of what do you see next for you, and and what do you, what does your path entail moving forward? Man, I just want to help as many people as I can help. You feel me? Whether it's with mental health, um, football, you know, wherever that takes me, I just leave it in God's hands. Wherever it goes, mm-hmm. if it stays at the level it's at, where. I only got, what, 700 subscribers right now? Then, hey, that's where it's going to be at. I'm going to still be putting out content, though. If that's the level God has for me to be at, and that's where I'm going to be at. But if it's for me to be big and be one of the top guys in the thing, the niche, then that's where it is, you know? I'm going to just keep being consistent and see where it goes. But no matter what, I'm going to keep being consistent. Amen to that. All right, three questions that I always ask every guest at the end of the Think Gold podcast, right? Fill in the blank here, all right? My greatest joy is? Well, she's not here yet, but my daughter. Right Your now. daughter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, do you have a name yet? Yeah. What's it? Her name. You know, yeah, her name's going to be Leani Lynn Le- Patron. Leani Lynn Patron. Okay. Yeah. It's a beautiful name. Our greatest battle is. I feel like our greatest battle is within ourselves. Like we gotta every day we go out and we live life, but nobody can see what's going on inside of me or feel what's going on inside of me. So I gotta do my best to make sure that I'm controlling myself and taking care of myself enough so that I'm not reacting in a bad way out towards others. Mm. The world needs blank. I feel like we need, we need each other to work and really look at working on ourselves so that we can change the things around us. Like, really work on making sure I'm taking care of myself, making sure I'm treating the others around me better and not worrying about, hey, I did this for such and such and they're supposed to do this for me and just doing things out of the generosity of our heart 
and we'll have more peace, more joy in life and be able to, you know, enjoy life better and hmm. create better bonds and better relationships because we aren't expecting things in return all the time. Hmm. Amen. And last question for me, um, what would be your biggest advice to somebody um, who went through or is going through a, a traumatic experience, whether that be mentally, physically, what would be your greatest advice to someone um, just trying to get through the pain that comes with that? So like when I think about trauma and everything, I feel like we really just need to look at the issue, like what's going on, look at what's forward, look at what, how did we lead up to this situation and how can we grow, you know, and how can we get through this situation, you know, like, because in the whole incident I was in, you know, I just looked at time, like, hey, you know, over time, this is going to get better, you know, so we got to assess the situation and look at what's behind us and how it's forward and how we can move on and be positive in hmm. the future. Amen. But the podcast is about to end here. We've got a couple more seconds on this Zoom call, unfortunately. Um, but Ty, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you a lot, brother. Proud of who you are, man. Um, proud of everything you're doing, bro. And I, I definitely want to link up with you, man, and, and do some stuff to where we can both come together and look around, train some kids, you know, go out to the field, just chop it up, bro. But I would love to just kick it with you, man. And 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 I thank, you know, God for keeping you on this earth, bro, because I can see what he's going to do for you, man. So love you, bro. Stay up. Proud of you. Keep grinding. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk it up, man. There was so much more I wanted to ask Tyler on this episode. He was an amazing guest. Unfortunately, time was cutting short and I had to end the podcast. But my plan is to have him back here in a couple of months, kind of go more in depth and, and pick his brain more about life after his incident. He's an amazing guy, a true warrior, and exemplifies you know what Think Gold is. It's all about being the best version of yourself no matter the circumstance. And if Tyler can think gold while he's missing part of his leg, I think you can too. So I appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you could leave a comment, subscribe, share to a friend, that would be extremely helpful. Think gold. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.